double overtime loss to put Michigan back at 500 on the season. All right, welcome in. Following the Michigan-Florida game, which has gone final 106 to 101. No, not talking about the the Orlando Magic and the Detroit Pistons. Talking about uh, Michigan down in North Carolina taking on the Florida Gators and Juwan Howard's team unable to make enough plays again in a close game and come out uh, on the short side, on the wrong side in these one possession games late. This would have been a very nice win for Michigan. Last week when they lost to Oregon, that would have been a nice uh, win in overtime. Instead, Michigan's sitting there, you know, falling back to 500. And, you know, they're looking up at the teams in the top 25 and might be looking up at a lot of teams in their own conference. And you start thinking about, uh, I know it's a little bit earlier, they were talking about Joey Brackets and everything that, you know, Michigan needs this one more than Florida. Uh, a little bit too early for my taste before we even flip the calendar, before we even get into the new year to start talking about, you know, uh, Joey Brackets. But, you know, thinking about the NCAA tournament and the resume, you 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 need to find some wins. And, you know, finding them when you're playing uh, outside of the conference against a team that you know could be Florida, you know, could be there. You know, listening to Seth Greenberg was like, buy Florida stock. He was all about uh, the Gators and the SEC. And, hey, you know, look, he's watching a lot of college hoops. He likes the Gators. And But, you know, Michigan had a chance in this one. They had 20 chances. That's usually how it goes when it comes down to a game that uh, ends up going in double overtime. I'll walk through it a little bit. We'll get you the scores, talk about the schedule, where Michigan sits. And uh, all of that as we watch it, you know, Michigan went back to the starting lineup that they had for the majority of the year. Last game, uh, Terrace Reed was coming off a really nice game in Iowa, and then he went to the bench and Will Cheddar came in. But it was really the starting five for Michigan tonight that played the majority of the game. Maybe that was something because if you told me and if I was writing out a, a story on this one, saying that Michigan ran out of gas against Florida in the double overtime, I think is accurate. And so also accurate when you look at the minutes logged by the Michigan players. And now it all gets kind of uh, jammed in there when you start talking about, hey, Michigan just can't execute late in games and get it done, which, uh, you know, I agree with. And I'll get a little bit into that a little bit more. It was game number 12 on the season tonight for the six and five Wolverines down in Charlotte, North Carolina, facing the Florida Gators in the Jumpman Invitational. Back there again, the four schools that started it all when it comes to Jumpman. Juwan Howard back as head coach for the second game for the Maize and Blue. And you have led most of the first half as Doug McDaniel has a game-high 15 at the break, but the Gators get a heave from a couple steps over half court, a 30-plus three-pointer off the bank. So Michigan was down by one at the half, but this game was, uh, you know, it was kind of foreshadowing how the rest of the thing was going to go. I thought Michigan, you know, came out in the second half. They were, they were passing the ball. Well, they were cutting, looking for one another and it had them up nine points just uh, five minutes into the second half. But then 
you know, the Gators would come back and midway through the game, they, uh, and midway through the second half, they, they tied it up. Then they had a three point advantage with seven left, but then here it was, it's ended up being a one possession game. They're tied with under uh, six left under five, four, three to go. That was the, the theme. Florida had a chance in, in regulation with 1.9. You could have talked about, uh, cause they ended up, um, on the possession before shooting a three and Michigan could have fouled, but you know, they, they was uh, what 19.6, I think left. Uh, and you know, you're not going to foul at that point, but in the Florida ended up getting an offensive rebound. If you're really heads up, you could have talked about, Hey, let's get a foul there. Uh, they did not, I can't kill them on that. You know, you can, if you want, because you know, you have to know time and score and you know, uh, you would win that argument, I think with, with most people and everything, but, then Michigan comes back in overtime, and they had a last shot with uh, Namari Burnett. Now, Burnett, you could also say, hey, he could have gotten a he could have gotten in the lane. He might have been able to go all the way to the hole, could have passed the ball. But hey, you know he he did a little shake and bake and step back, you know, twenty three footer from the wing, and you know, no good. So you know he makes that. You say, hey, nice job. That's your shot. That's your go to shot. You know. I, get a better shot, get another time and score there. That was kind of a theme with Michigan as well, time and score. But then, you know, you got into double overtime. And as I looked at it, you know, let's see here. You get, um, you know, the, the, the first couple, it's three minutes to go. It's, it's tied. So, you know, like it has been, and then, you know, the, the Gators drive and they get a call, they make their free throws. And then Michigan, this is where they ran out of gas with just under three minutes to go. Namari Burnett, uh, he was blocked in an isolation. The Gators come back. They drive to the hoop. You know, they get a lay- layup. Burnett comes down. The shot clock's running out, and he makes a, tries to make an off-balance shot that was no good, and then the Gators come down. They get a layup. T. Will misses a jumper, and then a three ball finally from Florida connects. That was the dagger with 118 to go. If I'm looking back at this tape and I'm really cutting it up, there's a lot of of probably film that Michigan can show and say, hey, look at you guys, man. You were setting each other up. Look at the cutting. Look at the passing. Look at the offensive rebounds. Really nice job. Nice execution in, in, in a lot of areas for Michigan. But then playing just their five starters, they barely played um, uh, anyone off the bench. And, hey, the, the five guys that got them there, they, you know, Michigan needed this win. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, they just couldn't execute in that double overtime. Florida, they couldn't guard Florida. Florida was like, we're not uh, we're not shooting it from outside. We are taking it to the hole, and we are either scoring on you or you're going to have to follow us. And that's what Florida did repeatedly over and over, and that's why they won the game. Michigan, when they got down to things, I, you know, isolation's fine. You know, you get Doug McDaniel in isolation and let him go. Uh, you get Namari Burnett and let, uh, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Olivier Kamwa, you know, the one and two options for Michigan. But at, at some point, screening for your guy, rolling, passing it around, cutting, setting some guys up, working it around. You can't continue as much as Michigan did and really l- rely on isolation to just give the ball to somebody saying, go get us a bucket. That's an issue. And I think overall, if you're saying, what's the issue in Michigan 
and why they can't win these close games over and over and over again. Well, you know, you start saying execution uh, with, you know, however it is, one possession game under a minute, you gotta, you gotta help one another out on uh, offense and you have to be able to guard. And there were some times that they were able to do some nice things, but not enough, obviously. And they come up on the, uh, the short side. Now that's how I saw it, you know, sitting here watching the game. There'll be a lot of people that say, well, this is on the coaching staff. And at this point right here, I can't disagree with you saying it's on the coaching staff. There's been enough games here. They're the ones putting the plays out there. They could, you know, change some things up. The, and, and you've seen Michigan at other times have the ability to run some sets and run some plays, but they don't do enough of that in crunch time. They don't run enough plays. Uh, and if the play is, let's give it to Doug McDaniel and just let him go. Let's just give it to Conwell in the post and just get out of his way. All right, once in a while you can do that. But, you know, that's not Michael Jordan that you're throwing the ball to every time. It, you know, and, and McDaniel, you, you got to let him, sure, let him get a touch, but you got to run some plays. All right, I, I say that. I've said it, and that's where I'm at. We do have some feedback we'll take and see where the people are at. Yeah, yeah, here we go. We still can't win close games. Nothing new. That's true. Uh, that's from uh, uh, Dune Edan. We've got some football fans out here. OT was uh, having fun with that game until it wasn't fun. Need football. Can't take this. Yeah, when you lose a game like this, Michigan go blue saying, Burnett, terrible shot. Yeah, I would say back-to-back uh, -back shots when it really counted. And Burnett, you know, did some nice things in this game, but, you know, he was going ISO. You know, he's not Bernard King, you know, just throwing the ball and get out of the way. But, you know, with, uh, you know, with two minutes to go, they're ISOing them and on back-to-back -back, um, offensive sets. And one, you know, he gets blocked. Guy measured him up, you know, that he was sitting on that step back that he had. And then they let the shot clock run down and he tried some off balance. You know, you know, that's not the shot you want, obviously, uh, there. So I hear what you're saying. Weger talking about John Beeline built something incredible, and Juwan Howard has completely trashed it in less than five years. Harsh, but you know, what am I gonna say? You know, as we sit here today, I you know, Juwan has done some nice things, but sitting here talking about you know, defending him, you know, right now. Uh, they need to turn it around. They need whatever you want to say, gut check, all of that. Uh, Don talking about the NIT. You know, it's not premature to talk about the NIT, you know, with this team. You know, I didn't think they were going to make the tournament heading into the season, and then the first three games, you know, they they made me change my mind the way they played in the first three games. But since the first three games, They've changed it back over and over again. And, you know, these close games, the Oregon game, that was a close game. Very winnable, obviously, for Michigan. Just not able to. And this is the repeated pattern. They can't win close games. We, we you know, we repeat ourselves. You repeat yourselves, yourself, because it's true. That's it. Don said he thought Michigan's issue was defense, but it turns out it's also offense. You know, tonight they couldn't guard Florida. Their their game plan, or certainly when it got into crunch time, 
they said, take your guy, the, the Michigan, or sorry, the, the Florida guards. They went over and said, hey, here's the ball. Take your guy and drive him to the lane. And you either score or you get fouled. And it doesn't matter who's breaking down this game. That is what it was. That's why Florida ended up winning it. Repeatedly. To the lane. Basket. To the lane. Fouled. Free throw. Free throw. Layup. Layup. Post. To the go- to the hole. Over and over again. And Michigan couldn't stop it enough. Andre's looking at some of the rebounding numbers in a double overtime game. Like this, I'll look at some of them for you and see what they uh, ended up being there for you. Uh, Andres, I'll take your word for it. 106, 101, double OT. Let's see what the final rebounding. You know, in Florida, looking at some of the numbers coming into the game, they were one of the best teams in the country, offensive rebounding. And you can see it, man. They throw it up there. They got, you know, you say they got five guys crashing. They don't need five guys crashing. They got a front line, a big front line. And when the ball goes up, you know, these guys are crashing. And, you know, they did do a good job. You could see that on the glass. Florida had 54 boards in this one to Michigan's 43. Yeah, that's getting beat on the glass. You are right about that, Andres. Let's look at some of the numbers in this one. Doug McDaniel, incredible. Incredibly entertaining uh, from Doug McDaniel. He's a jet. He's quick. He's a shot maker. He's a lot of fun. But um, I'm I'm looking to see when it was crunch time. We just didn't get a whole lot. I think Doug McDaniel wore down in this game. You know, taking this five minutes after the game in this double overtime game, I think McDaniel, you know, they needed more shots from him, more playmaking ability uh, from him. But 31 points, eight boards, four assists from Doug McDaniel. Terrace Reed Jr. did a lot of nice things. He had a nice block in regulation. He had a nice, um, a couple nice drives. He had an and one, making the free throw, which was pretty pivotal to keep this game alive and going. A lot of nice things there from Reed Jr. 16 points, five boards, and an assist. Maybe some things to work on there if we're looking for the positives. Why not? Let's look for some positives here. Uh, as well. Olivier Kamwa. Olivier Kamwa, there's a lot of nice things. I mean, he can he can score. The There's two things that I don't like about Olivier Kamwa, his passing and his dribbling. I like everything else that he does. Uh, he plays hard. He goes after the offensive rebounds. He he can, uh, he can uh, fly in on the alley-oop. He can post you. He can drop step. He can hit one right outside the lane. He's got a turnaround outside the lane, and he can shoot the three. All nice things. Don't put the ball on the floor, and don't, you know, he's not very good passing. You know, so like to see a little bit better when it comes down to that. TW2, who gets, uh, you know, banged on a lot by Michigan fans, and, you know, at times for good reasons. A lot of nice things from uh, TW2. In this game, you know, I like, you know, he plays with confidence. It just doesn't always translate for him out there. But, you know, if he plays, like, I will take the performance from Terrence Williams II like he played tonight for the rest of the year. And, you know, Michigan will do do well if they can get the kind of output from what they got from their captain tonight. Now, Namari Burnett did some nice things. 
But also, uh, it looked like he ran out of gas a little bit. Especially in that double overtime of those back-to-back plays. Ten points, six boards, and an assist. Did I mention that uh, TW2 had 14 and seven? I do think I did. The the bench barely played. Jalen Llewellyn, I don't know if they played in the second half. Uh, Will Cheddar came in, had the ball. Like, it looked like he wasn't ready. Like they threw it up top to him and he got the ball tied up and it was like he went to the bench and and never saw the light of day after that. I don't know if that was a motivational thing or the five guys were just playing really well. That would be my first question to Juwan if I was down there in Charlotte in the post game. And then Trey Jackson, it was kind of the same way. He came in, he didn't look like he was ready either. And he went to the bench and then it was just the five. And, you know, Okay, you know, you're trying to win a ball game down there, but then you're like, okay, you get into overtime. Man, these guys have played a lot of minutes. Then they get in there. I'm going to see if I can get the minutes. Uh, they don't have the minutes on that. So uh, I'll have the minutes on the Maize and Blue Review. I'll post that uh, box score that I get from Tom Wyrot. You can see it in there right underneath this broadcast on the Maize and Blue Review. Join us. So it's uh, It's the best time. To do it, join the Amazing Blue Review right now. Why would I say that? Well, well, there's a lot of reasons. You've got Michigan in football. You may have heard playing in the college football semifinals. All the coverage leading up to that game. Recruiting. You may be interested in recruiting. National Signing Day tomorrow. We got you covered there. Everything that's going on with the transfer portal. You notice the other three teams in the college football playoff already have players, at least one player out of the transfer portal on their team. Michigan does not. So following the transfer portal, a big deal following national signing day. And Oh yeah. Christmas is coming up. What is it? Sunday. The greatest gift after a couple Rose bowl tickets and, and air and, and flight and reservations out there in California on the beach. And those Rose Bowl tickets. Besides that, number two that you would want to see in your your stocking, besides those tickets to the Rose Bowl, would be a year-long subscription to the Maze and Blue Review. Go to Michigan.Rivals, and we'll see you over there. You like how we talk basketball after the game? We're talking all day, all night on the Maze and Blue Review. All right, let's um, take a little bit more on the feedback, and then we'll look at that upcoming Schedule. Poster, formerly known as Andres. Oh, that's right. He He's right. They did get out-rebounded. Defense allowed too many straight-line drives. Help defense needs to improve. That's from Michigan Go Blue. I would say that is spot on. I didn't mention the help defense. Getting in front of your guy. I mean, you got to stop him. You know, sure, guy could beat you off the dribble once, but at some point you got to, you know, beat him to the spot, turn him a little bit. Don't make it. It's like they were, they were, you're, what you're saying, straight line drive. Turn him, move him. Don't just let him drive the lane like that. Well said. Don says individual results mean little when the team continues to lose these games. Yeah, sure. I'm just talking about it. You know, like 
Yeah, it's a big fat L. It's a long flight home. It's disappointing. Another loss, close one. That's the story. They fall back to 500, ran out of gas and double OT. But yeah, after all the carnage and everything else, and we're just sitting there, yeah, Terrence, TW2, played a nice game. Doug McDaniel, nice offensive, you know, here and there, the different spots from guys. You know, a lot of nice things. But look, you know, you're not playing. You don't want to get to the end of this. Oh, there was a lot of games where they, you know, did a lot of nice things, just never won a ball game. One of those close ones. GAM, Doug needs another guy who can get something off the dribble from the outside. Too bad. Pool, Hardaway Jr., or GR3 aren't walking through that door. Thank you, Don. I get this sentiment. I'm ready for Houston. Houston is where the national championship for college football is going to be played. So, yeah, we're all ready for Houston. All right, let's look at that upcoming schedule. You know, that that jump, man. You know, I didn't realize this until I was watching the game that they have the the teams that were there last year, there this year, and they have the women's teams. And then these four schools, Michigan, Florida, of course, North Carolina, where MJ went to school, and Oklahoma. These were the four schools that were first in with Jumpman. So it's like the, uh, you know, the, the original baseball hall of fame, you know, members, these are the first four in. All right. Florida, Michigan, North Carolina, and Oklahoma. And, you know, I like it. They they have the women tonight, and then tomorrow it'll be the Michigan and Florida women, and then the North Carolina and Oklahoma men for the, uh, for the jump man. And so that's how it went down, if you didn't know it. Let's check that upcoming schedule brought to you by the Mason Blue Reviews. Good afternoon, Michigan football and basketball, which you can hear right here or watch on the very feed that you're watching right now. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. That means tomorrow at 2 o'clock, we will see you. Signing day. It's like Christmas and your birthday all in one day. Everyone is excited for it. I mean, right now, you need something to do before New Year's Day. Tonight, you had a basketball game. Tomorrow, you've got signing day. And then, you know, enjoy Christmas because then it's game week. Get pretty fired up. About that. All right, the upcoming schedule. Michigan beat Eastern, and then they lost to Florida. Disappointing because, you know, you're thinking you could build on something, beating Iowa before that, beating Eastern, if they would have beat Florida. Talking about ifs, you know, now would have been nice. But now they got to come back, and they they play um, now not this Friday, right? The, the following Friday, they get a big Christmas break here, the Wolverines do. And then McNeese is in on the Friday, the last game of 2023 for the Maize and Blue. And then they'll start out the Big Ten part of their schedule in the new year, hosting Minnesota on Peacock. But the Jumpman Invitational was not to be tonight for Michigan. They lose it 106 to 101. They fall back to six and six on the season, and they get a long time to think about this one and practice and then yeah enjoy the holidays and come back and get a you know what do I call it a must win against McNeese a game that they should probably win but uh, no doubt disappointing 
when you know you can get a moral victory here or there, but you can't have them all the time. Like you know, Michigan is is it a point? It's a very small one. Like you would say, if this team went out there, didn't look like they played hard, and just got wasted off the floor, you know, killed, run off the floor, you'd be like, you know, this is ter-. they they play. It's something. Uh, I'll give you again. It's you know, it's a it's a win the game, lose the game scenario. And you have to win a lot more or at least more than you lose in college basketball. You get to the very easy, obvious things. And then you can say, well, there are some nice things. Is it a nice thing to say that they put, they're competitive and, and close in games and just can't close them out? It's something. I mean, you can't, I don't know, you're not hanging your head. I don't even know what you say about it. It's just, that's what it is. But at the same time, while you're saying, well, that is something, it's also something on the negative side. You can't get it done. Being able to win ball games in crunch time with, you know, five, four, three, two, a minute left. That's basketball. I don't know how many of you are old enough to remember the going to work Pistons. They they won the NBA championship in 2004 and then came back and went to the finals, almost won it in 2005. Chauncey Billups, Rip Hamilton, Ben Wallace, you know, the Tayshaun Prince, Rasheed Wallace, you know, that group. You know how many games I would watch the Pistons and, you know, they're down seven, they're down 10 of the first, they're down five after three. They're still down five points with five minutes to go. You know what they did? They flipped a switch with five minutes to go and they executed and played hard on both ends of the floor and they almost always prevailed. Man, they they played well together. Why do I say that? Because, you know, you watch the first 40, you know, three minutes of Pistons going to work basketball, and you say, this team is like a 500 team or worse. You watch the last five minutes, the championship team. That's a team that, you know, gets canonized. Team that has guys going into the Hall of Fame. Yeah, and that's the pros, and this is college, and, you know, it's 2023, and I was back in 2004. But that's how I'm feeling. Thanks for watching. Talk with you tomorrow, National Signing Day. We'll talk about the Michigan football team and the recruits that they are able to get signed on the dotted line. The 2023 Michigan football recruiting class will be minted tomorrow. We'll talk about how they did. Thanks for joining us. 106-101, Florida wins it in double overtime. Michigan 6-6, six and six, 